Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest news in football. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Gerard starts life at Villa, Smith off to Norwich as the dust settles on the Premier League managerial changes, Scotland head on to the playoffs in good form after a win over Denmark, and England qualify for the World Cup in style as Harry Kane rediscovers his scoring touch. Can it come home in 2022? Who knows, but for now, let's talk football. Well, here we are, an international break. An international break. We love an international break, don't we? Uh, to a point. <laughs> to a point. We... To a point. I mean, good for England this time around. I've enjoyed watching all the goals go in. It was very exciting last night. Yeah. It, even though, you know, he's quite anti-climactic, let's be honest. We're playing San Marino. I mean, you and I could probably have played against San Marino. I would night. love the opportunity. I, do you know what? I, as much as you say that, I, I've recently started exercising again. And I, no, I don't think I could, actually. I don't think I could. Not yet, but progress is progress. Progress is progress. I just, I just don't think I could. But no, in, in, in fairness, easy. You could have gone in goal. Aaron Ramsdale didn't have much to do. No, he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't try and get on the goal, on the score sheet on his debut. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. Get up for a corner. Go on, mate. Go on. I saw a video with Ramsdale actually after he they gave him his cap after the game, his red cap. Yeah. Which I think they get for their first caps. And he, he was actually quite emotional. He says, well, you know. 1265, 1265, or whatever. He said, that's you know, quite a special number to me now, he said. And he got he yeah. got quite, he welled up a bit on the official England uh, Twitter page. I had a little uh, watch of that this morning. Yeah. Good for him. And for Mel Smith-Rowe as well. Yeah, a goal. And an assist. We called for it here. We called for it. For him Gareth to, uh... listened. But he did eventually, after everyone else pulled out. Yeah. I mean, even between the two games, I mean, he, he lost about another three players, didn't he? He did, yeah. I'll tell you what I did feel for though, so was Gallagher. I thought he was going to get his goal. Oh, he did really well as well, Conor yeah. Gallagher. Did really well. Who knows? All last minute changes again. What's going on? We can thank Mason Mount's wisdom teeth. Is that why? Oh, there we That's go. Why Mason Mount can pulled out the squad. Wise decision there by uh, Mount's teeth. Yeah, they picked this week to decide that they wanted to be pulled out. I don't necessarily think it did. I think the club probably told him, no, you're going to have these done now so you're available for us. I wouldn't... Have you seen the video of him after he had them pulled out? Oh, no, is, he, is there a post-anaesthetic video? There's a, there's a video of him on the cab ride on the way home and he's so incoherent. This. Oh, I need to see this. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like Mace. I watched all the, um, over the summer, I was watching all the England videos on the YouTube channel. Yeah. And he, he's so funny. Him, him and Declan Rice are a pair, let me tell you. They are, yeah. But no, so easy peasy for England. I mean, there's not too much to talk about. Harry Kane's back in, back in the goals. Yeah, good news for us as well. Well, for now, he's scored them all now. He's yeah. got none left. For, save for some. That's what I was saying to him last night. Please save at least one <laughs> for the weekend, please. Oh dear, but up to um, up to forty-four. Yes. Yeah. Level with Gary Lineker. Yeah, closing in on Mr. Rooney. Well, Bobby Charlton first. Oh, and Bobby. Yeah, mustn't, get, mustn't, mustn't forget Bobby as well. Yeah, so Bobby. Man United are going to have to bite Harry Kane now, though, because um, <laughs> we've kind of had a monopoly on that record England goal scorer for a while. Yeah. Sort of been, sort of been United's thing, that. Bobby Charlton's had it since he, since he got, well, since he went past Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. Charlton's See, had playing it. Playing San Marino and Albania will help. That. Yeah, but the thing is, 
Right, I mean, probably Charlton to a less extent, but Rooney definitely played against those levels oh, of teams absolutely. in his career. Yeah. And I think a lot of this stuff is a, a bit, okay, whatever. It's like, no, Lenny could definitely played against some of these teams. Yeah, and definitely played and against like. San Marino. Yeah. Yeah. So it, they all have the opportunity to get in games against these teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Or goals against them. And I think that's probably why Gareth played Harry Kane because in a normal time when he's probably got a bit more confidence about it, now Kane probably doesn't play that game. Probably. I think he asked to play it. Yeah. He, yeah, he probably goes with Tammy Abraham and, you know, or, or Gallagher to start the game. That was a very weird yellow card for Tammy Abraham. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, getting booked for backheeling the ball and accidentally clipping the bloke. I mean, no, it's, it's, just it's outrageous. In fact, I thought the handball, that um, one of the penalties, England penalties, I thought that was harsh on, on San Marino, to be fair. Yeah. Because he, he's just, he hasn't got a clue where that's going. And... No. Are you talking about the one that he puts his hand up to call for offside? Yeah, that something one. like that. And it just flicks. It doesn't even... The thing is, though, it doesn't change the direction of the ball or anything. No. It just kind of clips. It, it literally it li- touches just, his pinky. Yeah, it, it does nothing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, come on, guys. That's a bit harsh. The second one, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's coming with his arm raised, jumping into the ball. You're going you're gonna to have that against you. Yeah. But there's not a lot else to talk about, really. England are through. Yeah. Easy. Easy peasy. I want to talk about Scotland, though. Okay. Yeah. Their form that they've showed this week, or over the weekend, however you want to work it out, has been really good. Yeah. The second half of the qualifying campaign, Scotland have been very, very good. Yeah. I mean, that win over Denmark on Monday. Was it Monday they played? Yeah, Monday. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. I mean, I, know, I, th- I think Denmark rested a, cu- a couple of their key players, but at the same time, it was still a, a solid team that went out. Yeah, because Denmark were already through, so... But that shouldn't diminish anything from what Scotland did. No, absolutely not. Well, no, I think that group was decided as well, which kind of helped, wasn't it, at that yeah, point? Yeah, it was already over. But Scotland winning gets exactly. them a home tie in the playoffs. Yeah, which is going to be quite important. Yes. in the ground, I mean, Hamden on a night like that, that will be rocking up there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They'll, um, they'll get the crowd going, for sure. But yeah, no... Um... Pretty settled then, the rest of the group. Like you said, Italy with the shocker last night uh, on Monday. On Monday, yeah, they were... Well, I don't know what happened. Obviously, they couldn't beat Northern Ireland for a start. Yeah. And obviously, Northern Ireland, are, by their standards of recent campaigns, had a, had a poor campaign, Northern Ireland. Indeed. But, you know, they set themselves up well. They did, yeah. They made themselves hard to beat. Had the best chance of the game, probably, with Connor Washington. As well. Well, yeah. You know, and there's, there's still... There's still Decent quality in that Northern Ireland team that played. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you know, obviously they're building again, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Of course they are. The pool of players that Northern Ireland have to pick from is a a very small pool, anyway. So yeah, but no, Italy um not going to go straight forward. It could have another World Cup without Italy. Could do. Yeah, could be some big names missing. Yeah, Switzerland win that group. Yeah. Um, Portugal are going to have to settle for a playoff position. Yeah, losing out to Serbia, didn't they? In their in their game, so uh, the playoffs could be quite tasty. They could. Sweden are in there. Sweden are always difficult in a sort of a playoff scenario, aren't they? Yeah, Finland or Ukraine could be in there. There's still lots. There's not... still lots to come. Turkey, yeah. Norway, or even Holland could find themselves in a playoff place. Well, Holland could even find themselves out by the time this goes. Well, down. yeah, of course. Yeah. Russia. In, in the playoffs, 
the playoffs are going to be interesting. And Poland. Poland are in yeah. there. I mean, did you see the Russia-Croatia game the other day? I didn't, to be honest. Oh, no, my Lord. Game. So it was absolutely piddling down. Absolutely falling down. And oh, no. it just turned into water polo in the end, <laughs> in the second half. It was, oh. it was all going towards the Russian goal because Russia had the advantage at that point. They were top of the group. Croatia needed to score. Yeah. And then about five, six minutes from the end, an own goal by one of the Russian defenders. Oh, just hit him. Let's say, has the ball even got across the line if it's not wet? Oh, it's, it, it, well, I think he was about three or four yards out. He, oh. was, he was close to the goal. But yeah, it just hit the bloke. And honestly, you were like, oh, mate. But then he got up off the ground. Yeah. And obviously, where it's been muddy, he was a bald chap. And he had oh, a, no. <laughs> he had a nice brown patch on the back of his head oh. where he'd fallen into the mud. Oh, lovely. Lovely. There's one. There's one for the. There's one for Twitter. That's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> no, that's not going away anytime soon. Oh dear. Yeah. Right. So yeah, World Cup's starting to take shape from a European perspective. Yeah. Only the one qualifier from the other regions so far, and that's Brazil. Yeah. So, not unexpected, really. No. And we'll see. We'll see how everyone else gets on in the weeks to go. Uh, but let's let's uh, switch back to the Premier League. Let's talk about Gerard heading to Villa from Rangers. Yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about this last week, and we were kind of like, we're not quite sure he's going to do this, are we? Yeah, and I but think you know he's come out in. Well, he came out in his in his was it a press conference interview or whatever, just to say you know he knows it's a risk, but it was the opportunity that he couldn't turn down, which you know shows his ambition. Yeah, you know he wants to be in the Premier League. He wants to prove himself at the top level and. Great respect to the Scottish League. I think the achievement in itself of, and I think he can always he'll always look back on that. It goes well. I took Rangers back. Yeah, you broke Celtic's dominance after yeah. ten in a row. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got that. That's in that's in his locker now. He can he can save that and go look. I you know I, I I broke this and I brought Rangers back to the top of the Scottish League. And so now it's time for a fresh challenge in a young managerial career, a chance to do something with Villa. I'm not sure it's going to work myself. Why is that? Well, obviously, you've just mentioned the, the whole Rangers and Celtic thing. Obviously, if you were to put them into the English league, yeah, they would be sort of like a Norwich, sort of a yo-yo between the Championship and the Premier League, wouldn't they? Potentially. But, maybe, you a know, Bright, but, maybe a Brighton. Sort but of I, think, I think you're on... I mean, if you put those squads into the league, yes. But if you put those clubs into the English league, I think you'd be very different. Yeah. Because of the size and the history of the club followed up with Premier League money. Yeah. And tradition and the traditions of those two clubs, I think they would still be they'd have a chance of making a claim of staying in the league. Yeah, probably. I but just, if you if you take yeah. their current squads then yes. But if you took the grandeur of Celtic and Rangers and put them in the Premier League and gave them Premier League money, I think the the pull and the attractiveness of those clubs to some of Europe's better players would would increase immensely. Yeah, I just think it might be a step too far too soon, Stephen Gerrard. Maybe. I don't that. think he was. He wasn't really going to learn too much more at Rangers. No, I don't. No, think. no. I, I think it might have been better to take someone like a Bournemouth on maybe first. I think. I think if they'd have made it into the Champions League, if we might be talking different because it's a chance for him to get some Champions League experience. Yeah. I think if they'd have qualified for the Champions League this season and we're in the group stages of the Champions League, I don't think he'd make this move. No. But I think given that 
that didn't happen given that okay i've done this in in scotland i've taken them as far as i probably can you know the one thing that i did think with gerard is given that he's, he was a one club man that he, he might be a legacy builder yeah but he seems to have decided that no i need to move around a bit before i maybe settle into my lifetime you know potential long-term job i think that's probably what we'll see with gerard but villa's a big yeah, but, opportunity yeah. for him if he if he's successful at villa and by success i mean gets him mid-table and then starts to look towards moving up the table then that leaves him in line maybe for a clock departure yeah in, in in the near future and that might be in his thinking yeah probably you know and obviously i don't think Klopp's going anywhere anywhere too soon no I think he's very settled at Liverpool and he's built his he's built he's building his little empire, you know, which a lot of the great Premier League managers have done over time. He might be he might have to wait a while, but he's definitely yeah, decided he's, to make his move. He's cutting his teeth in a a relatively safe seat at Villa, isn't he? Yeah, relatively. I mean he'll get back in, he'll get funds, he'll you know, it's a solid football club now. They're on a solid foundation, yeah. Yeah, they went through a tricky phase when they were changing through the ownership. They've definitely settled and found a way of investing and and staying on top now. And but it's just can they stay in the league this season? And that's going to be his challenge this year. Yeah, and that will yeah, that's first and foremost his priority. Yeah, to keep them yeah. out of trouble. Yeah, and he's probably given assurances that you know no matter what happens this season, you know I would like to think so anyway that they've told him so whatever happens for the rest of this season, you will still be our manager next season. You would like to hope so. Because yeah. I, I don't think he takes the job without that kind. I mean, that's of... probably not the that's probably not the attitude he, he he wants to take into it. But it's definitely something that you'd want after making yeah, that sort of move. You'd want sort of like don't worry, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, this We're isn't going to get rid of you after four exactly. months. This isn't yeah. my this isn't my squad and all of that. But there's a, there's enough talent there, I think. Yeah, in Villa, yeah. just keep them I, up. I think that was the the thing that puzzled me about them getting rid of Dean Smith. I think I said last week, obviously. He had the scenario where he lost his best player, yeah. replaced him with three or four, and I just don't think he was given the time. But then That's you it, don't yeah. get the time anymore, do you? No, That's you don't. Thing. You do not. But there we are. Um, and then Dean Smith has uh, left Villa and headed over to Norwich. Yeah. Out of work for nine days. Yeah, he's done, he's done well. He's done very well. Land on his feet, as they say. Well, he might Well, I don't know about feet. that job at Norwich. Well... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's landed in the deep end, doesn't he? Yeah, he has definitely landed in something. It's going to be a challenge, and again, he's probably got that reassurance that doesn't matter what happens this season, you'll still be our manager next season, and that's all yeah, he'll want he's to got the, He's got the credentials of getting sides into the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, getting promotion. Yeah, and again, though, you know, Norwich need to invest more. They do, and better. Stop investing in players that are good for the championship and not good for the Premier League. That is not that is for me. If Norwich is serious about trying to establish themselves in the Premier League, that's what they need to do. Yeah, I, I think they'll just go down and they'll start again. Personally, I don't think they'll throw money at it in January. I don't think they will either. It doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, but the thing is, Newcastle have changed the game this yes. January window. Anyway, you know, January is always an expensive window. Now you add on the fact that Newcastle are probably going to be wanting to sign four or five players yeah. that a lot of the rest of the league are probably looking at. Yeah, and then they'll add the Newcastle tax on top of that. Exactly. So anyone anyone who wants a player that Newcastle want are going to have to spend way more than they probably yeah. ever should for a, a player. A player that was probably worth 15, 20 million is now probably going to be worth 25, 30. 30. Yeah. yeah. 
It'll be interesting January window coming up. We'll see what they can all do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the only thing we can do now is just we get we get the pleasure of watching it all play out. Yep. Now we are no more international breaks. It's a straight run now. Right through to what March is right it? Right through to March. Yeah. Strap yourselves in. Yeah. Plenty of domestic football to keep us going. Uh, and, and that's about it this week. Yeah, that's all the news we have. That's, that's all the news. So um, what have we got to uh, entertain our, our people for a little while longer? Well, you know, we had in the last international break, yep. we had international play your cards right. International play your cards right. Where's Bruce? We can't use the music. It's copyrighted. No. <laughs> this time we have home nation play your cards right. Okay. So... I have done what I did last time, so I've picked out some players. I'm going to give you the player's name and the amount of appearances they've made. You right. have to tell me whether the other player I give you is higher or lower. Okay. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Seems simple. Before we start, though, do you remember our conversation about David Hurst a couple of months ago? I mean, barely. The man, but... the man that you didn't, you didn't know. Yeah. How many Premier League appearances do you think he made? Oh, I don't know. He probably had about 400 or something silly like that, didn't he? No, no, no. Not that high. Not that high. Remember, it was early season of the Premier League. 135 appearances, David. Oh, there we go. In the Premier League. See, I do my research. He does. Better than me. (laughs) Don't know. So, let's begin, shall we? So, we're going to start with a player that you know relatively well. Yep. And that is David Beckham. I'm Mr. Beckham. About 200-odd appearances in the Premier League. 265. Ah, oh, 250. Exact. Close. Close. Close, but not close enough. Now, can you Legend. tell me whether Robbie Keane made more or less than David Beckham? Oh, he must have made more. He was in the league way longer. I mean, I know he had a couple of seasons where he probably wasn't getting in the team at Liverpool, but he played in the Premier League longer than Beckham did, so I'd say he's got more. More? Yeah. He has got more. 349 appearances yeah. in the Premier League for Robbie. Nice. Go on, Robbie. Good old Keno. Love a bit of Robbie Keane. Yeah, one of my favourite celebrations of all time, by the way. Oh, the cartwheel. Yeah. Cartwheel into the gamble, as I'd call it, in this part of the world where I'm from. Yeah. Forward roll. Forward Probably roll. Probably better known around the world, but gamble here in Birmingham. Into the little hand, into the little gun shoot. Into the little gun shooting. Yeah. Good old until, Robbie. He, until his back was too bad to do it. Yep. And he stopped doing it. And he just put his arms out. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to take you to a former Tottenham teammate of his. Mm-hmm. Did Paul Robinson make more appearances mm, in the Premier League than Robbie Keane? No. He started at Leeds. That's right, isn't it? He started he at Leeds. Yes, he did. Did he go to Blackburn at some point as well? Yes. And then he was at Tottenham. No, he was at Tottenham first, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking uh, in just in general. That, okay. was his th- it was, that was his three Premier League clubs. I don't think he played for anyone else, did he? He may have done. I don't know. He must have. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't think... Uh, this is tricky, this one. I don't think he was around as long as Robbie Keane was, though, at, at the top level. But goalkeepers tend to get a lot of appearances, but if you fall out of favour as a goalkeeper, it's very easy to drop down the pecking order, isn't it? Which he did, which is why he left us to go to Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say less. I'm gonna say less. It's a, You're it's a say risk. less. It'll be it'll be there or thereabouts. He might even be closer to 400, but I'm gonna go less. It is more. 
375 appearances for Robinson, mate. It, it was always going to be. It was always going to be close that one because they were it about was. about the same longevity, but in terms of how long they're in the league, so it was always going to be close that. It was. He played for Burnley as well, only a couple ah, of times. Burnley. All England goalkeepers end up at Burnley, don't they, for a bit? <laughs> All England goalkeepers end up at Burnley. It's like a Joe Hart's there. Yeah, Joe Hart went there as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Robinson. And then, uh, obviously, Nick Pope. He is their goalkeeper. He is their goalkeeper now, yeah. So we'll move oh, yeah. on to Paul Robinson mm-hmm. to go to another Paul. And this is Paul Ince. Paul Ince. Oh, he had a long time... Out did he play more league, he? T- more games in the Premier League than Paul Robinson did? Well, he was out the Premier. How long was he out the league for? Maybe three or four years, was it? He was in Italy. I think it was only a couple, a couple of years. Yeah, probably because he left United, went to probably, Inter, went to Inter, then he came back to Liverpool. What a what a snake! People <laughs> wonder. That's the main reason why I've probably got an issue with Paul Ince. Um, <laughs> oh. Ah, less. He ain't got that many. Less? Yeah, less. Less is right. 306 appearances. Oh, of course. He played for Wolves for a bit as well, didn't he, at the end? He did, yeah. He brought a mid... Oh, yeah, because he went down to the Championship with Wolves and then he came up with them yes, and he played he a season with them, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, he was out of the league for a bit. So, that, that makes sense. He was out of the league for a few. Yeah. So, I move to another midfield player and that's Ian Taylor. Ian Taylor and is a villa. Ian Taylor make more appearances in the Premier League. How, how many than was Paul Ince? How many was Paul Ince? Oh, sorry, three hundred and six. Three hundred and six. Ian Taylor. He was at the Villa for a long time. I'm thinking of the right Ian Taylor, right? You are thinking of the right Ian Taylor. That's yes. a good start. Midfield player. He's a bit of a legend as well at the Villa. He is a bit of a legend at the Villa. I reckon he's played. Yeah, he was there for. He was at the Villa for well over a decade. He must have played more than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying more. You going with more? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's less. Is it? 247 times. I'm surprised at that. In the Premier League. I am yeah. actually quite surprised at that. Did he have any... Do we know if he had he, any major he injuries? He injured for a little while. Okay, yeah. yeah. That probably does it. That does, does it. For him, at least. So we'll move from the Claret and Blue side of Birmingham. The Blue the Blue side of Birmingham. Here we go. We've got Birmingham City. It's going to be less. <laughs> it's going to be less. So Ian right. Taylor. Yep. On 247, up against Stephen Clements. Oh, Stephen Clements. Oh, he moved a bit, though, didn't he, after the Blues went down? Exactly. Didn't he? And I might be wrong, but did he go to Wigan? I'm not sure. I know he played for us for a time. Oh, well, I don't know, you know, this one. I'm going to say... This is why I love this game. I'm <laughs> going to say he played less than Ian Taylor. You're going with less. Yeah. He did play less than Ian Taylor. Yeah. 176 appearances in the Premier League. Yeah, I didn't think he would have been in the league that long. No, no. Poor old Stephen. He did go down with Birmingham. I do remember that. Yeah. I think they probably played Tottenham that day, I think. Yes, they did. I think that is that. I think that is that one. Sorry, yeah. Birmingham fans. So we go from Stephen Clements to an FA Cup final goal scorer in Ben Watson. Ben Watson. I knew, you know what? I knew you were going to say Ben Watson. <laughs> Because that's probably the only thing. I mean, best respect to Ben Watson, but that's probably the only, the best thing you could say about his career, right? Probably. FA like Cup final. Goal score. In the cup final. Yeah. Like Trevor Brooking. Yeah. <laughs> so, did Ben Watson play more times in the Premier League than Stephen Clements did? Uh, ben Watson. Uh, he's in that Wigan team. I only ever really remember him being at Wigan. He was at Crystal Palace for a little while as well. Okay. Yeah, I'll say more than 170, 
four? More than 176. 76. Oh, in that case, no, I think it's more. You're going with more? Yeah. It's less. 145 really? appearances. 145. Yeah. Ben, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? Now, I think we mentioned this guy a couple of weeks ago. I might be wrong. We might have just been talking. So we're going from Ben Watson on 145 yeah. to Kieran Dyer. Oh, God. Well, he spent more time in an injury room, didn't he, than a football pitch. <laughs> he did, yeah. But he must have played more than 140 games in the Premier League. I mean, as you've just said, he was out injured for quite was, some time. But he must have played more than 100. Oh, he must. He must. Yeah, no. I'm backing Kieran Dyer more. You're going for more. Okay. Yeah. So 145 plays 225. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Kieran Dyer did play quite a lot in the Premier League, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> 225 appearances is nothing to be sniffed But it at. could have been, for him, it could have been well over 300. Oh, it could have been well over 300. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, we move on to another player that had his injuries as well. Mm-hmm. That was Trevor Sinclair. Ooh, big Trev. Big Trev. Now, did Trevor Sinclair play more times in the Premier League than Kieran Dyer did? Yes. Because, well, hang on, well, he was, at Leicester, was he at Leicester for a bit? No, no, for, Q, no, started at QPR. QPR. Played for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Played for Man City as well for a bit, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He was around for a long time, actually, Trev. He was. Was he in yeah. the Premier League for a long time? Well, yeah, Man City obviously went down, didn't they, for a little while? I'm going to say, yeah, he's got more than Kieran Dyer. He's, he seems a much more consistent level of footballer. I thought I'd thrown you off the scent there. 361 appearances. That should have been where Kieran Dyer's career in the Premier was. League. Which is Trevor a phenomenal Sinclair. number. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was around for a bit, Tre- Trevor Sinclair. He's a, he's a proper footballer. And speaking of a proper footballer, my favourite Tottenham player before he left to go to your club, Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick. Oh, God. Did Michael Carrick make more appearances in the Premier League than Trevor Sinclair? What was Trevor at? Three. Three, six, one. Three, six, one. So that's about ten seasons, and it? Give or take. Yeah. Carrick probably had... What, two, when did he break into the Tottenham team? Like 2005? Well, he, he played for West Ham first. Oh, West Ham as well first. from West Ham, yeah. So he probably broke into first-team football at, what, probably in 2004, 2005. And then he played for about 10... When did he finish? 2016. So that's mm, about 10 yeah. years. Maybe oh maybe it's more than that then. Maybe maybe it's about twelve years then he played first team football for. And he played a lot for us. Even in our I mean we even had him at centre back at one point. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I remember that. So I reckon he's gonna be oh, I don't know actually, because that's a big number from Trevor. I'm gonna I'm gonna say lower but slightly lower. Because of the rotation at United. You're going with lower. Yeah. It's higher. Is it hell of a lot higher? Is he in four? He's in the four hundreds. Four hundred and eighty-one appearances. I should, I should have. I should have backed the boy, shouldn't I? Should have backed Michael. I should See, have backed you the shouldn't boy. have gone to Manchester United, Michael. They you don't about, believe in you. you know, no, you're on about. He's one of the most consistent midfielders the Premier League has ever seen. And he could ping a pass like nobody. Yeah, he just kept it rolling. That's the thing with Michael Carrick. He gets underappreciated a lot because he doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't have the assists or the or the goals. He probably should have had more goals in his time. But the way he moved the ball and kept the, the play flowing yeah, and linked absolutely. forward to back... Because at United, it was all about get it from back to front as quick as you can and get it into those front players. And he did that so well. And he read the ball really well so he could defend well. Whereas for us, he, was, he would be standing on 
probably about just outside the penalty area. Yeah. And he could just ping oh, yeah. that ball. Ping a 40-yard ball. He would, and no, even longer than that. But you think and about it. find the left or right winger. We had Absolutely. Skulls and Carrick in the middle of our midfield doing that every week. The jokes. <laughs> Have you heard the old training story of Paul Skulls and Cristiano Ronaldo? No. So he came into training, Ronaldo, early days at United. And he starts doing all these clever tricks and that. And Skulls just takes the ball off him and goes, pings the ball 50 yards and hits a tree and goes, <laughs> do that. And he could, obviously he couldn't do it. And he said, well then, stop doing that and get to work. Fair enough. Paul Skulls being Paul Skulls. Paul Skulls. Nailed it, so we... if you don't mind me saying. No, don't do that. No. No. Oh, yes. no. No. Anyway, uh, moving from Michael Carrick on 481 appearances, we're going to Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin? Oh, God. He was around a very long now, time. Now, did as Nigel well. Martin make more appearances in the Premier League than Michael Carrick? Again, a goalkeeper who was around for a long time. Was. Played into his late 30s. Yeah, very late 30s. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go on higher. Why not? It's lower. Is it 372. Lower? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He played a little bit for... Obviously, he was at Everton for a while. He was at Crystal Palace in his early career. Yeah. But um, obviously, he spent quite a lot of time outside the Premier League as well. Indeed. We'll end on a goalkeeper. Go on. All right. So we've got Nigel Martin on 372. Yeah. Did Chris Kirkland... Play more games in the Premier League than Nigel Martin did. I don't think he did. Nah, I mean he played. Well, he was in that Wigan team, wasn't he? Again, he played for Liverpool as well. Played for Liverpool, yeah. We didn't play. He didn't, he didn't play longer than Liverpool. No, no. He was more of a stopgap, wasn't he, for Liverpool? He was between Sander Vesterveld, if I remember rightly, or was he the number two to Sander Vesterveld? Uh, I think. Um, no, nah, no, nah, he was after that, wasn't he, Kirkland? We don't know. Sander Vesterveld's name pops into my head. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say lower than Nigel Martin. I don't think he played as many games in the Premier League as Nigel Martin. He didn't play as many games in the yeah. Premier League as Nigel Martin. 189 appearances. Yeah, I didn't though. think so. so. I mean, it's a decent. It's a decent amount. Any any professional footballer would love to play that many times in the Premier League. Don't get me wrong, but he's not on Nigel Martin's level for consistency no. and longevity. No, definitely not. And that concludes. Home nation, play your cards right. Well, there we are. Very nice indeed. Right, well, I guess then, before, after that amazing game of higher and higher or lower, or play your Premier League cards right, whatever you want to call it, don't sue me. I found an old Christmas present. I was doing some tidying up this oh, week. Did you? I did. And it's called Football's Strangest Matches. Ooh, extraordinary okay. but true stories now i'll be honest i read one story okay it wasn't really that extraordinary right. but, okay but you know i'm sure there's bound to be the odd miss in 250 pages of football gold wow that's a big book but it's it's more than that actually but basically it's got one or two pages of a story um for Weird things that have apparently happened in football matches. The one I read was about a, flood, a set of floodlights that didn't work in a match. Um, but if the home team lost, they would have got relegated, I think, and the other team would have stayed up. I think it was that. 
Um, it wasn't that great, hence why I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> they were losing 4-1, the floodlights went out. But, of course, this was the 1950s, so floodlights did that. But apparently oh, right. the fuses had been nicked. Um, right. So all this stuff was going on. But then they had to replay the game. They stopped it at 79 minutes, Ooh, which meant that the okay. result couldn't stand, so they had to replay the game. See, nowadays that would have stood. Yeah, but um, when they did the replayed game, the scoreline ended up exactly the same as it was when the floodlights went out. Oh, wow. So that was the, I think that was supposed to be the extraordinary bit of it, but I, was, I really wasn't into it by that point. <laughs> so um, if you pick a number Ooh, okay. Ooh. between 13 and 250, <laughs> and I will go to that page or the nearest chapter to that, the nearest story to that page. Okay. Uh, we'll see what it is. One, two, five. One, two, five. Okay. So this, apparently, the story is the Fantastic Championship Decider of 1967. Oh, okay. Uh, let me just find the page. So 100, that, 124 that is actually us. the start of the challenge, the okay. start of the things. Uh, this was in, uh, well, it says Los Angeles. July 1967. Oh, that's definitely not us then. But it also says when Wolverhampton Wanderers, alias Los Angeles Wolves, met Aberdeen, alias Washington Whips, in a decider for the United Soccer Association Championship, the game lasted 126 minutes. There were 11 goals, including four in one three minute spell, ascending, ascending off, and three penalties. Wolves manager Ron Allen was quoted in one newspaper as saying it was the most fantastic match he had ever seen. This was the climax of an eventful and controversial season when promoters thought they could establish soccer in the United States. Their hopes were based on American interest when the 1966 World Cup finals were televised. Indeed, a game between Santos and Inter Milan brought 41,500 spectators to New York Yankee Stadium in September 1966. So therefore, they thought, oh, we'll tell you what, we'll start a league. I mean, they've had that thought quite a few times, the American well, yeah. associations, haven't they? I mean, the MLS is starting to build now. It's now starting to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank goodness. Uh, but apparently the game finished 5-all and the rules called for a sudden death overtime. So therefore, golden goal, essentially. First yeah, first yeah. team to score would win. Obviously, no penalty shootouts. Just you keep going until someone scores. Hence, it lasted 126 minutes. As opposed to 120, yeah. That's when the winning goal came. I was about to say, who scored it? Uh, it says the winning goal came in 126 minute. British reporters referred to it as an own goal, but the New York Times was more gracious, assigning the term accidental goal. <laughs> it was Wolves fullback Bobby Thompson escaped down the left wing. His cross deceived Clark. Do I know Clark? Bobby Clark, the goalkeeper. Uh, the ball bounced off Ali Shewins she she by into an open goal. I was stunned for a moment, then they realised that Wolves had won. Championship was theirs. Although Ronnie Allen importantly suggested that the fairest thing after such a game would be to chop up the trophy in half. They should award trophies for strangeness. Oh, that was that was the author being funny. But yeah, right. thank you, Andrew Ward. So yeah, that's uh, the great championship decider of 1967. I love the fact that they called it sudden death. Sudden death. I mean, I'd, I'd be down for that. Next goal wins, isn't it, essentially? It is like down, down wins, the park, yeah. you're ten nine, you're ten, you're ten five down in the park. Next goal wins. Yeah, uh, them's the rules, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. It, you might be ten nil down at the park. Next goal wins. Time for tea. Next goal wins. All right, yeah. we're on. Or if the kid who 
own the ball had to go in. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yep, game over. Move game ball over. back. <laughs> Can we See keep everyone. playing with your ball? No. No. <laughs> right. Um, there's not a lot else, I think, to go through. I think we're good this week. We are. Shall we do the Premier let's League fixtures yeah, for this weekend? What, let's have a look what we've got coming up for the weekend. So we start on Saturday lunchtime with a big game at Saturday lunchtime between Leicester and Chelsea. It's going to be good, that one. Looking forward to that. going to be a great Then game. there's a few three o'clock games. Newcastle taking on Brentford. Burnley taking on Crystal Palace. Aston Villa taking on Brighton. Watford taking on Manchester United. Wolves taking on West Ham before Norwich take on Southampton. That's a big game down at the bottom. It is. The 5.30 kickoff is Liverpool versus Arsenal. And then just the two games on Sunday. Manchester City against Everton before Tottenham Hotspur take on Leeds United. And I have to say, this is my this is going to be one of my favourite games of the season because my dad was a Leeds fan way back when before we started to go okay. watch Tottenham play. So, big quite game nice you'll be enjoying that sitting in the, sitting behind the goal i will be enjoying i will i hopefully will be enjoying that harry yes. kane he's a uh, all his goals now so um unlucky he, he's not gonna get any goals this weekend is he? unlucky <laughs> but no we'll um we'll see it's gonna be some good games i'm quite looking forward to uh, liverpool arsenal arsenal have showed an improvement in form lately so it'll be interesting to yeah, there's a few, there's a few a good games this weekend. Yeah, they'll have a good so. test, won't they? Um, it's always interesting to see how everybody comes back from the international break as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gerard's first game against Brighton will be a nice little test for him. Early doors, yeah, Eddie Howe at home against Brentford. Yeah, and obviously Dean Smith taking on Southampton, who yeah. was ironically the team that he last managed Aston Villa against. Oh, there we go. Football does this every now and then, doesn't it? It does. It's very quirky. I love it. Yeah, that's a little knack. Um, right, so uh, thanks very much for listening this week. If you want to get in touch with us, then please do. We we always appreciate any kind of feedback. And if you've not done so yet, go follow us on Twitter at Let's Football Pod, or you can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast four four two at gmail dot com. Let us know your thoughts on your club. I, for instance, didn't even talk about the new uh, potential fan share scheme coming out of Man United potentially, which is huge. So you know, have you going to be buying any shares? Club? I actually will. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I've got voting rights at my club now, what are you saying? Um, <laughs> all about that. But anyway, we'll be back next week with all the news from the games. We've got some great games to look forward to, so we will see you all next week. All right, bye-bye. Bye.